What's up, everybody? This is Monica. And Angel. And you are listening to the, the KG Worship Corner. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the KG Worship Corner. Oh, yes. And we're about to have a really good time tonight <laughs> with this episode. We have a special guest. We have... Mr. Stefan Ross. Hey. What up, what up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good people. So the most high. How are <laughs> this is Angel's husband. <laughs> and um, we're excited about uh, talking to him uh, tonight. We, we want to talk about worship from behind the drummer's seat. Yes. And so we're going we're gonna to get a really great perspective of, of life as a musician you know, behind the scenes and all the things that go on um, as you are trying to uh, pursue your music mm-hmm. and, you know, live for the Lord uh-huh. and then all of the things you encounter along that journey to the place where it all of a sudden becomes really real to you. And I think um, I was thinking about that today and Stefan is the perfect person to have that conversation with. We want to talk about this worship perspective from the drummer's seat. <laughs> so, Stefan, why don't you just kind of tell us your story? How did you get into music? How did that life start for you? Life started for me um, at a very young age. Um, I was always around music. However, my parents were singers, so they weren't really musicians, per se, when it comes to playing drums or keyboard or guitar. Mm-hmm. But I was always around it. Um, and at, the, at a very young age... Um, I was I went to a, a Pentecostal apostolic church that had church 24-7. <laughs> and so we had a prayer service one night, and it was about 9 o'clock, and the drummer was like, I have to go to work. And service was over, but they were still practicing. So at the age of, I could say like three, I got up and jumped on the on the drums, and I stayed there, and I watched the drummer over and over and over every single Sunday. And that's where I learned how to play drums by watching. Um, and from there, I didn't do too much. I don't I don't remember, remember the phase, but I remember that day. Um, and then from there, as I grew up, I went to some school, did some schooling. Um, and then I went to a, a non-denominational church where I was really broken. I <laughs> learned how to keep my timing. Um, I was blessed to be under a, a Motown great um, mm-hmm. who taught me the discipline of staying in the pocket, uh, who taught me how to not do too much. Uh, he will always keep his tempo with his left foot. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to be on tempo, you need to watch that foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also remember the days of you need to get up because you're doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I remember the days of you're still doing the most, get up. <laughs> uh, and then uh, as time progressed, I was able to go to back to what I really enjoyed was the, the Pentecostal apostolic kind of feel of church. Um, and that's where I really began to develop and grow mm-hmm. um, as a musician. Um, I love the in-your-face type, boisterous, super, super loud, energetic, <laughs> give me praise breaks every five minutes <laughs> I needed in my life. And so that's what I went back to. And that's where I began to learn and develop as a drummer. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So tell us about tell us about your relationship with Jesus. Like, what was it like being a drummer in church and... You know, I know your parents were in ministry, and so you knew Jesus from that perspective. But what about what was actually real to you? What was real to me was praise breaks. What was real to me was playing. Uh, But my relationship with God wasn't really there. 
um, I didn't know how to equate playing drums to worshiping God at the same time. Um, so it was very challenging. I mean, when, in my younger days, I, I didn't put two and two together. Um, and so I, I spent many days just playing over and over and over again. But uh, when I finally went to uh, the, the church I was at uh, a while ago, um, I was able to kind of put two and two together. Um, but it was also very distracting as well mm-hmm. because I, I had a, a MD who was always giving out numbers, always giving out notes, always giving out transitions. Um, so my relationship with God was always distracted behind the drums. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's like a heavy uh, point because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about how do we get people to like truly understand what it is to worship and all of the different things that go on in church. You know, we've had conversations about just the general congregation yes. and the struggle that people who are doing nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. have to connect to, connect to God. Yeah. And so, and then you have musicians. Um, several things going through their mind. A, a lot Absolutely. going on, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to learn, you're trying to remember the song, what, yes. what, what to go then next. The leader happening. might flow to something different yes. than what was practiced. Yeah. yeah. Now you listen to the Holy Spirit. It's a whole lot of different things. Going so, on. so you, you said that, um, you were used to the loud praise breaks and every five minutes, you know, getting in, into the praise break, break. Last week, we kind of talked about like, you know, doing the most punchline moves in worship. Every service, we will find a way to change the song, but make it sound good at the same time. Like, so why? why? What was the point of that? Because I think the point of it was the flashier, the better. Um, I came from a place where you had to be the best. Um, you had to uh, sound good at all times. Um, yes, you could play pocket, but you also had to be able to give me a good lick at the same time. Yeah. And have the 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 wows and the oohs and I like that. And let me pull your phone. Let me pull my phone out and watch what you're doing because now we're bringing it. And, <laughs> and then when we're bringing it, that means it's time to show out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand how that's distracting. I, I mean, it, it's a lot clearer, I think, uh, <laughs> as we were trying to explain it last week. That's a really clear perspective of what it looks like to sit behind music and be forgotten about, yeah. mm. so to speak. You know, I, and and I would say that because um, a lot of times pastors are hiring musicians for a particular purpose that is outside of true worship yes. to God and atmosphere that is a conducive for God to truly come in mm-hmm. and deliver people. Absolutely. But it's more about um, the the hype or the movement and emotionalism I can get so I can get bigger offerings. Absolutely. Right? I, you know, we had that conversation before where a musician told us that literally that's what he was told. Right. And he knows that when people are like coming to the altar, they're jumping around, they're excited, they're happy. That offering bucket is getting filled and he's doing his job. Right. People, you know, more and more people are coming and getting into the music. And Mm -hmm. so his job is to make the people move in such an emotional way. Absolutely. That, you know, so, I mean, have you had any encounters or conversations like that with uh, with musicians that you play with or pastors that you play for? Um, Believe it or not, I never have. But it was Mm -hmm. also one of those underlining, you know what you need to do. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. always let's not talk about it. I mean, we might practice it a little bit in our just a random, you know, shed session. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, or even as we drive up and down the road, we don't say, "Oh, let's let's hit this one 
praise break because we know that it was gonna gonna bring the house down. It was like, hey, I'm looking at you. I'm gonna look at you. I look at the drummer. Look at the piano player and say it's about to go down. I don't care what we got going on. Let's tight. Let's get real tight. Let's bring our best. Let's bring our A game. Yeah, it's a it's an unspoken uh, sort of rule that exists. Like yeah. you better be good. Right. <laughs> you gotta get up. <laughs> you gotta get up. Yeah. Right. You know, and everybody's watching for that purpose and for that moment, and they're not necessarily watching for whether or not my life is in the line with God. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. watch watching to see if I'm getting into the prayer service or yeah. you know receiving Absolutely. the word and know the word of God, yeah. but. Am I good? Yes. <laughs> Am I impressive? Yes. Can yeah. I make people move or make that stank yeah. face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get the crowd of people that comes to stand behind the band? Yes. Yeah. You know, and come look at the band. Forget about what God is doing in the service, but it's a whole group of people just watching the band. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I think, to me, it's very difficult to uh, truly be into worship when you're like, you know, people are pulling out phones. Being idolized. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, you're being worshipped. You're like, oh Absolutely. man, you are right? killing it. Yes. You're hearing that the whole time. Yeah. Is it about God? Is you're it trying a... to make it about God. And you got people doing all that. Yeah, it makes it a struggle for you. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. when you want to be true. Yeah. Right? Because you, you're now, you're sucked into this world yeah. that seems impossible to get out of because nobody shows you, shows you a way. So have you ever had those moments like during, during that time where you hungered for more hunger for something different or something true? Um, absolutely. Um, I was never the best drummer in the area. Mm -hmm. And so that was always a, a, a thing that hit my side. Um, and so every time we would go to a church service, um, there was a particular drummer um, that I was jealous of. I, I'll be honest, I was jealous of him because he was how good he was. And so he always had the camera in his face. So when my pastor, my bishop came, he had to get up. And so because I didn't get the same reaction from them, I was got in my feelings. I got in my feelings <laughs> like, wait a minute, I might not be the best, but at least something I'm doing is at least, <laughs> something I'm doing is at least pretty good. So give me some type of credit. Yeah. And I didn't get it. Yeah. And I usually never got it. So that always, that really, that hurt a lot of times because I wasn't able to really get into my music like I wanted to because there was always something pulling me to, to find spirit. validation from something. Yeah. 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 yeah I think it, it, it becomes different, difficult to worship God, right? <laughs> so already it's difficult to worship God because for, I have all this going on. This is a hidden space yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And so, but then furthermore, it puts us in places of insecurity where we shouldn't be as children of God. Right. Like the the house of God, the people of God shouldn't be in spaces of insecurity because we're a body, you know, with different members, every joint supply. And so that means that uniquely what I supply or provide is perfect for every moment, right? right? Because of what God chose me for. And so when we uh, constantly put people in those positions, we cause them to never really embrace who God has called them to be and be satisfied with that. And, you know, uh, comparison puts you in a horrible space Especially with God, because you're too busy uh, looking for approval from other people that you never seek to see what it is that God is searching for for my life. And so when you're always seeking approval for people, you can be in church doing things for God, quote unquote. But you're missing God all the way. And not to God. 
and he's not, yeah. he's not receptive. I just want to take a moment to say to leaders, don't forget about your musician. Yeah. Don't forget about your worship team because they need to be poured into. They need to be ministered to. So many times they're just used for that gifting, but they're sitting there dead, you know, sitting there not, not fulfilling their actual calling, just fulfilling what we need from them. Yeah. And they need, you know? and they need to do it off the instruments. Yeah. Off the instrument. Matter of fact, away from the instruments, almost in a completely different setting. Yeah. So do you would you say that people assumed your status with God uh based on you being a drummer in the church? I would say no. I would say no. Um because still the place where I was at unfortunately became the culture of the church. Everyone was fleshy. Everyone was, give me the best. Um, everyone wanted to be the best. They wanted to look the best. So if you weren't the best, and then say your walk with Christ was good or it was bad, it was just, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. That was the measurement too. Absolutely. How you looked, how you sounded. How you, yeah. And and every, your talent. Mm-hmm. Your talent. Yep. The talent was Absolutely. the value. Extremely talented. The talent was the value of who you are. Or whether or not you could fit mm-hmm. um, inside of of this culture, and I mean, unfortunately, that's how it is, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but I guess let's just have that conversation about why, why, just different reasons you may think people may feel that that is necessary, or why that type of culture. What's the point of it? Like, why state of the black church. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I don't, I can't say I necessarily get those vibes at white churches. Now, you do have to have some measure of talent, mm-hmm. but far as like red bottoms, bundles, the look, you know what I'm saying? And all the runs and all the riffs, that's like the black church to mm-hmm. the T. And they equate that with you being spiritual. You know, I can even say for as myself, looking over different organizations, different groups, and when I look at them, in my mind, I think, oh, this sister looks deep. You know, she looks spiritual. She can be so far from God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she has everything from head to toe that looks like a saintly woman yeah. or whatever we think that is, you know. And she could be living any kind of way or he could be living any kind of way, but they have the look, they have the sound, they know the things to say when they get in front of the church. They know, they have all the, um. what's the terminology we used on the last one? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it, it, it left me. But anyway, they have all the like drop moves. Yeah, the punchline moves. Punch they have line. all yeah. the punchline moves. The punch they line. have it to the T. So it's like, oh, this person is really spiritual and really, that's not God. And yeah. That's just something we learned. I think, and that's like a whole like different conversation we can get sucked into yeah. when it comes to the black culture um, and, you know, just the flashiness so to speak of of the culture mm-hmm. very um celebratory mm-hmm. of of themselves and i think that there's tons of history and reasons, reasons. Yeah, for all deep reasons for all of that it's too, a lot of know? deep deep things for all of that and, and i it's think it's not all bad it's not it's, it's definitely not all, not bad, all bad. bad the uh the intent isn't always p- pure mm-hmm. um and sometimes it is and mm-hmm. it just doesn't yeah. turn out to be yeah. pure yeah. right That's but true. i think That's that I, you know like our goal and hopefully we can have that conversation so but just kind of looking at what where we are today and how we're trying to guide 
people in in music or just in the church in general on true worship and really like living mm-hmm. a life of true worship. And I think that your picture of that life and and living like this entire space of your life for God, mm-hmm. so to speak, is that's so crazy to me yeah. because I mean we see it, we see it with uh with gospel artists, mm-hmm. you know, or any artists that are in the Christian or gospel arena, yeah. all these people have great talent and singing about this God that like you on the back end really love. Like mm-hmm. you really yes. love God. Like you're yes. reading your Bible, you're witnessing, you're like right. telling people about Jesus. You love God, you love worship, mm-hmm. and then all these people who are singing and playing the music and the songs that you're singing and listening to are so far from him. How crazy is that? Like, what do you, mm. what do you do when a song <laughs> is written by somebody who is so far from God? Mm. What do you do when people who are singing about God and, and making money in the name of God, yeah. you know, are just so far, God. anything but serving God? Like, how do we get away from that? And, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Stefan today and just you know bring him on the show is because i think that he is uh one of the like one of the best examples that i've been able to see and use in this season of that transition of like being willing to start from zero again Mm -hmm. and that is the most difficult Mm -hmm. thing for a lot of people i know so many musicians who've been musicians for 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. and now kind of transition into minister because Typically, that's what happens (laughs) or whatever. It's like, all right, actually accept your call. But then they don't they don't come to a true place Mm -hmm. of saying, "Okay, I've been serving God or serving in the church for all this time. And I actually have no clue. I'm not really filled with the Holy Ghost. Like, you know, and, and but they never come to that place of like repentance and and I'll, I'm willing to start and do it right. Yeah. You know, because it's, it can be embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it it's is. like, yeah. because people, you feel like people looking at you and saying that and you've been in church all this long time because <laughs> that's how, in the black culture, yes. that's how it is. We're hard on we one another. We'd rather pretend yeah. because we beat down each other yeah. so bad mm-hmm. about any and everything and like the slightest of stuff like clothes yes. you know what yeah. you're wearing and if yes. the, your style is in my style mm-hmm. you know and I feel like I got the hottest style <laughs> then what you're wearing is whack right 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 <laughs> I'm a, and I'm above you you're yeah I'm yeah. above you I, you need to let me take you you're shopping <laughs> Bishop was just telling us about a pastor who I, don't, I can't remember the exact story didn't either believe in tongues mm-hmm. or didn't believe it was necessary yeah. you know but that just says to me it's a lot of people who are in different roles who don't fully even understand everything mm-hmm. yeah. but they are walking around as if they do now this man is pastoring souls yeah. you know but it's basic principles he doesn't even understand and he mocked it yeah you know and so i just i think it's amazing because we have a lot of people who are in position or positions roles titles and they don't even don't even read their bible at all they don't even read their bible Mm. so if you tell them anything out of it they're like "Mm, that's in there you know so i have a question for you what's different about you today than who you were in that place before spiritually i would say freedom i would say freedom um because um i no longer have to impress anyone um i no longer have to impress myself um i got to a place where um 
I'm at square one. Mm. So I have to start over. Um, my talent got me so far. Yes, I was blessed to go up and down the road to do a whole bunch of traveling, studio work, whatever you can think of. I've done it. But now I'm at a place where my life um, doesn't exist unless God is the head of my life. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I can no longer have to stress about who's watching. Uh, I no longer care about who's watching. And uh, I come to a place where I can be free and say, you know what? I need to start over. I need to start over in everything um, and learn who God is um, from a different point of view yeah. on the other side of the of the drum cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, strangely enough, I'm currently his music leader. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, oh, yeah. God. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He's shaking his head, (laughs) y'all. So we're going to talk about the differences. I'll let you give your perspective of the differences in like your previous music leader versus now. But I think uh, one of one of the I I wouldn't say that we had a struggle. Maybe like you struggled internally and mentally to deal with some of the things that I've said or challenged you with. But just like us one on one together He's typically, you know, really receiving, like, receptive of the things that I say. And uh, the first thing that happened was that I challenged him to get off the drums. Which said, is- Wait a minute, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is my comfort zone. Why, Lord? Why are you doing this to me? What did I do? And he means every word of it. He this felt is, just like that. It's a sin against God. <laughs> it's an abomination. Who get, do I need to talk to? Get off, who do I need to talk to? <laughs> get off those drums. And why did you tell him to get off the drums? Well, because I knew that he could never find God behind the drums. I knew, you know, I had... I perceived by the spirit that that had been the place that he was hiding. Mm. And if I was going to get him to come to a place of true to himself, to God, and to really like begin to see God, I Mm. had to put him in an uncomfortable position. Mm. So he, um, he had, you know, the base thing on the side that he wasn't (laughs) really really touching at at all. all. And so... (laughs) We, you know, we just kind of went there. A lot of people won't do it at all. They won't. A lot of people wouldn't do it because it's about the show, right? Yeah. It's about Making like look good. you don't know how to play no bass. I'm not about to let yeah. you get on the bass. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy, right? So, but to me, there are things that are more valuable, and um, mm-hmm. and I see people as souls. I see people as um, of, of those who have hunger for mm-hmm. God and just need to be shown the way. And I believe that as a worshiper. As a worship pastor, my job is to raise priests for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, that that was that was the goal. Get you out of your comfortable place and put you in an uncomfortable place because taking this journey with Jesus is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I need you to feel that naturally yeah. Yeah. and spiritually <laughs> yeah. every way. And it's kind of, you yeah. know, it, it, it puts you on a, I guess, a natural path. For the journey where you can kind of get some understanding. Okay, I got to learn this new thing. All right, good. I'm glad you're into that. But actually, what I really want to teach you. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Yeah. So, let's talk about the differences. What What is that difference in, you know, I guess your experience with me versus uh, anybody else? 
Um, I I think uh, my last MD, um, he had a similar walk with me uh, because we all knew that he was called to do something outside of playing keyboard or uh, that. And he he actually played all the instruments, believe it or not. And so right before uh, he transitioned, he found himself on the bass kind of <laughs> as well. Uh, he found himself on drums. Um, and it, it almost seemed as though, yes, he was worried about um, his uh, musicians that were with him, but also at the same time, it's kind of like it's about me as well. And I think... Uh, if we would have took some of the mindset that he had and he would have developed us at, that he had, we would be now off the instruments to do something mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. But because he wasn't able to articulate, hey, there's more than music than playing on Sunday morning, uh, none of us have grown, have grown any, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so um, I watched, like I said, ba- a bass player walk away because he was challenged. Wow. He left our church because he was challenged to do something different. Mm. Um, and now the MD, is a, he's a pastor of a church, and he barely sits behind the keys. And we kind of joke and say, you know, we're going to be retired by the time we turn 33. Mm. I'm 32 uh, off our original instruments, and he's like 20, 27. Mm. You know, so we, it's really happening. And so now uh, with Monica, everyone say Monica. Monica. <laughs> Uh, she has completely uh, not cared about my musical talent. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I did not expect him that to say that. That is my favorite <laughs> like that. part about her, babe. I'm not, I'm not even here, lying. I'm out here trying to play all... <laughs> trying to show all the licks. Trying to show all the licks. All my five little chords. I know how to play. And she said, get up, bruh. And so, when I get to the bass and fill in my head a little bit, and I say, you like that? We had to be in the middle of service. And she'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean about no? The windows of heaven's about to come down when I, when I hit this lick right here. Is she feeling it? Is she it? not feeling it? And so, be, and so because of that, I had to take a back seat and say, uh, wow, it's really not about me. And it forces me to open my eyes up on how service is. Mm-hmm. It forces me to open my mind and, and, and even hear another fellow drummer. Like, I see, I now I hear that you're not connected with us. <laughs> and it's frustrating to the fullest. I can't throw nothing at him because we have a, a glass. <laughs> but you're not connected like you need to be. And the problem is, I said, wow, I see myself in him a lot. And, uh, it, and it's to the point where I... I do everything I can now to say, you know what, Lord, I want to, I want to hear you. I want to articulate you. Even if it means I need to put this bass down and go to the altar because I need to be a, a lay member or a, a common person to get what I need to get. Um, if it means for me to step outside my comfort zone and um, lead a service because no one is there, mm-hmm. I would never have done that sitting yeah, behind a drum. That's so true. You would have never done a lot of things that you're doing now before. Oh. I mean, never. Sometimes I look at him, I'm like, I'm so surprised right now. But so Monica has, yeah, Monica has just, just completely, um, she first, she shared the love of Christ. And that was the biggest thing. Um, and she broke it down, but she also was building me up in the process. Oh, this is good. <laughs> broke it down. Now she building. Yeah. Sounds and like a fraternity to me. It is a fraternity. <laughs> 
because this thing with Christ, you it's gotta, good. you gotta be, you can't just be, you gotta, you gotta be broken into it all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and you gotta be willing, and I think that's the thing. One thing about Monica that I really appreciate my 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 MD is that she really was like, just try it. And of course, she did her part because clearly she prayed as well <laughs> because she knew she had a hand her hands full but she also prayed for my musical talent to say you know what lord at least get him to a place that he won't give up yeah and i'm, oh, I'm still listening <laughs> to his heart i feel tears coming let him flow baby no i'm not <laughs> y'all are silly okay so there's something that you shared last night that i thought was very important because you talked about how you uh, most of your life have experienced atmospheres or church services where people are receiving prophetic words mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people are jumping and running around the church for all these different reasons. They're getting words and getting blessings and you've been behind the drummer seat. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you were sharing how for the first time you feel like this is, act- this is actually real to you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just share that testimony. Testimony, um, I was prophesied to um, about a certain situation uh, and me being a drummer, I got prophesied to a lot. Most of the time, I never heard it because I was playing drums while they were prophesying. <laughs> I had to be honest. They were, they were saying something. One minute you say you're going to preach, and I'm like, shh. That's all I heard. Um, but this particular prophecy, I was it was heard, I heard it loud and clear. Um, and I instantly was like, all right, Lord, I believe but I also did not know how. And I said, wow, I guess I have to walk by faith to follow the <laughs> true instructions of the prophet. That is, so I'm going to hold your thought. He said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to walk by faith. Mm. Now, this is <clears throat> this is him being in church for a long time, like right. most of his life. Oh, right. No. And it's like a epic moment yeah. of... I've been hearing people say this all uh-huh. the time. Yeah. The light bulb came on. But, you know, maybe there was actually something to that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got to actually try to use Do it right part. now. Yeah. I had that moment in my life <laughs> in college and I get it. And it's the it's really the place that we all have to come to mm-hmm. at some point, especially when we've been living our relationship with Christ, <laughs> so to speak, behind an instrument. Mm. So k- keep going. So wow. because I had to walk by faith. Uh, I had to really follow the instructions to a T. Um, and it meant going outside my comfort zone a lot. So that means you had to do something. <laughs> like, I had you to do had something. to do something. You had to do because something. Because I, I think our perspective of prophecy growing up mm-hmm. is so somebody says say something. And, and oh, fast. you know, because you see people. We've learned church about what we see for the yes. most part, right? Yes, you yeah. know, things we... We get prophesied too. They start running, jumping. Oh, they about to receive it. They about to receive it until mm-hmm. something happens, right? Somebody might come back and testify. Mm-hmm. You have no clue what's in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until it's your turn. Yeah, you have a part to play in this. Yeah, and the part to play with it was hard. <laughs> it was long nights. It was hard, babe. Yes, it was stress eating. <laughs> it was serious, That's but I realized I had to hold on. Yeah, to the promise. And continue to speak to my mind, mm-hmm. speak to my body, um, speak to my spirit over and over and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to hold on to your promise no matter what's taking place right here, right now. Uh, I'm not going to get worried about what 
I see. Yeah. And it does not look like anything. <laughs> Nothing is falling into place. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where I even uh, missed uh, the phone call that I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed a phone call. We played phone tag. We got the confirmation to have the call. And the person never called. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, what is going on? <laughs> I've never in a million years in, in a situation, never not got a phone call what I needed. Mm-hmm. A scheduled phone call from an per, important person. Um, but as time progressed, um, I fought past it. I, I woke up every day and said, Lord, I'm still holding on to your promises. Mm-hmm. I'm still forcing myself to have faith. Yeah. I got to have faith. My wife, I probably wore her to death. <laughs> but in actuality, because I believed, I got the phone call. Amen. Oh, can I just interject? Because you were talking about walking by faith. It's so cool to hear your testimony, considering I lived it with you. But <laughs> not, now I'm, it's really like all coming together, hearing you say, oh, I guess that means I have to walk by faith. Because really and truly, it was a lot of times Stefan had to be like, this church is nothing like what I'm used to. This music is nothing like what I'm used to. This city is nothing like what I'm used to. This marriage is nothing like what I'm used to. You know, so many times he would say that. And now it's like, as he's talking, I'm really putting it all together. You literally were having to walk by faith for everything. Absolutely. Because it was all like from scratch, like brand new for you. And it was good for you. It's all good for me. The whole season, that's a, that's like a musician. You, you're going to have to get rid of your current situation to find yourself. Yeah. Lose it. Lose yourself to find find who you are in God. That's straight up word. Like, you, <laughs> Legit. Unless, unless you're willing to lose your life, you can never find it. Yeah. And you have to be willing. And, and, and sometimes there are situations where God f- push us into it, mm-hmm. you know, in, in their situations he allows to take place in our life that corner us, you know, to tap into what we said we believe. And we come to a place where we are willing to lose our life in order sure. to find it. And I think that that is worship. Yeah. That's what worship is. A life of worship yeah. is about is me making a conscious choice to lose my life. That's right. That dying place. In every moment, yeah. <laughs> in every, <clears throat> not just in, and I was just going to say, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a witness to that as well. The things that he was saying, you know, and his wife, even more, more than I am, like he wasn't just saying, you know, just cool churchy stuff, you know, <laughs> about like walking by faith and really believing no, in the Lord. Nice. Like he was being yeah. very honest and true because he mm-hmm. was telling me some of the things that was happening that yeah. in between you know, the situation. And so, you know, it's real. Like when yeah. you, when you're willing to lay down your life and mm. say, all right, I'll, I'll count everything I know as nothing yeah. <laughs> yeah. to pick up something new. Yeah. Then you really begin to find the truth that God is, mm-hmm. the, who he is in you and who he's really called you to be, yeah. which is a worship, which yeah. is a true worshiper. And so um, that is worship today yeah. from yes. behind the drummer's seat. We want to thank you, uh, <laughs> thank Stefan, you. for coming welcome, on the show today and talking welcome. with us. So we just want to encourage everybody mm-hmm. um, to 
pursue that journey of yeah. losing your life it's in every it. moment mm-hmm. uh, of your life so that you can find true purpose, you can find God, and more importantly, you can find freedom. Amen. Thank you for listening to the KG Worship Corner. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. See you next time. time.